You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. When I do this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Cover Sporting News, you'll find my pick-by-pick analysis of every first-round pick, 1 through 31, starting with Bryce Young all the way down to Felix Enedic Zuma, the 31st pick, last pick by the Chiefs in the round. So check that out. We will also break that down here for you. On this show to close the week of Locked On Fantasy Football as we get ready for rounds two and three on Friday night. So we'll have that breakdown for you on the flip side uh, on Monday. So we'll look at all the offensive skill picks there. But we're going to look at every pick of round one. Again, if you want to get more in-depth analysis, check out my live analysis board that will continue through rounds two and three at SportingNews.com, as well as now my rounds two and three mock draft that you can check out as well. So a lot of good stuff up there, a lot of great stuff here, breaking it down all across the Locked On network uh, with our variety of shows. We'll have more on how you can get in on that action live tonight. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Special shout out to the everydayers. You know who you are. Thanks for listening with all our shows that come out through the season and off season. And uh, hopefully if you're new to the show, you'll want to be an everydayer too. And we really appreciate you checking us out. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing a football franchise or making draft picks in the first round? Well, this game is definitely for you. Just download the game by visiting ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Listeners locked on fantasy football, that's you. Get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On. all caps, when inside the game. All right, we got... 31 picks to get to, so let's dive right into it. We had a quarterback go, as we expected. We broke that down in our final mock draft thoughts here leading up to this pick. Bryce Young to the Panthers, as expected, the best quarterback prospect on the board. I feel like he's the can't-miss guy, the franchise guy that's going to be around for a long time. Look, if you watch this guy play at Alabama, you know all he did was put up numbers, lead them to victories, improvise, make the plays that were needed to make games. He's got that ick it factor. He's a good runner. He's got a good, strong arm to make all the throws. Look, he's 5'10". Who cares? He can make all the plays you want here, and I think he's going to have some appeal maybe as a streamer right away. We talked about it. The weapons are pretty decent. We'll see if they upgrade the weapons even more here on day two for Carolina. They do have DJ Chark. If he can stay healthy with Adam Thielen and Terrace Marshall, can it be a bigger factor? And you have Hayden Hurst at tight end. You've got some weapons there that you can all of a sudden look at. The Chuba Hubbard catching passes out of the backfield. So, really, Bryce Young in a pretty good spot to produce. He's going to be the starting quarterback. They don't really have other options here. So, from day one, he's going to be the guy. They're going to give him the reins. We know what Cam Newton did with the last number one overall pick. He was an immediate factor as a rookie there in 2011. So, and Bryce Young is a plus-plus talent. He's inheriting a good spot here. There's going to be some passing definitely in this 
NFC South as it's in transition with all the quarterbacks. Really, you have Desmond Ritter and Derek Carr. And then we'll see what happens with uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, and if the Buccaneers draft another quarterback. But changing of the guard totally at quarterback in this division. So Bryce Young has a chance to be the best quarterback in the division, yes, even ahead of Carr here right away. I think he's that special of a player. And again, he's not like Patrick Mahomes where he's going to have to wait a year. He's going to go diving right in and start. So Bryce Young already having QB2 streaming appeal with some upside here in this offense. I really like the pick for the Panthers. They can make all the throws. You can do everything you want on a field and win and lead as well as put up the numbers you're looking for as we've seen him put up monster stats while at the University of Alabama. Now the Texans uh, were thinking about passing on a quarterback, but a little bit of smoke screen on their part. They did end up getting Will Anderson Jr. at number three. We'll break that pick down for you in a moment, but they stuck with their guns, got C.J. Stroud as their quarterback. Remember how this was flipped? The Panthers were looking at Stroud, the Texans were going for Young. There were rumors that if Young was not available, that the Texans would pivot completely away from quarterback. That proved to be erroneous all the way. They liked Stroud, and it's a good pick for them. They needed a franchise quarterback. They couldn't go into another year with Davis Mills and try to bridge the next year and hope they get Caleb May or Caleb Williams or Drake May. We're going to amalgam of those two. They couldn't have expected either of those quarterbacks to land to them next year. You just can't project that. I mean, you saw what happened this year with the Bears being the worst team. So they had to go after C.J. Stroud, a strong pocket passer, fits what they want to do. They're going to run the 49ers-style offense with Bobby Slowick. So it's okay to have a pocket passer where you're not dependent on the running. You want him to get out the ball quickly and accurately, and that's what C.J. Stroud can do. And we have to keep that in mind a little bit that Texas is still probably going to be a run-based team. They did uh, go out and upgrade their backfield a little bit. They have Damian Pierce there, but also Devin Singletary. So something to look at that, again, the Texans are going to follow a little bit the MO of the 49ers in terms of their offensive style. So Stroud definitely can put up some numbers, but we know Jimmy Garoppolo is up and down that system. We saw Matt Ryan at the highest level deliver MVP-type numbers in that system. So somewhere in between range of outcomes, but... I think Young definitely has a little bit more appeal as a streaming QB2 than Stroud. Stroud has to battle through, again, a run-heavy offense, maybe a team that uh, is battling through a big transition here as well as, though the weapons are a little bit questionable there. We have Dalton Schultz, a tight end, which is nice, but Robert Woods and uh, Nico Collins, Robert, uh, just looking at Woods, really, Robert Woods is just kind of the end of his career type player at this point. Uh, didn't transition well from the Rams to the Titans. He's had too many knee injuries, so look at that. Nico Collins is a bad kind of regular route runner, but he's not bad as a field stretcher. And then we'll see what John Mechie can provide to coming back from his uh, health concern there. So it's not the greatest situation versus what uh, Young has with more veterans there with Thielen and Hurst who can put up some numbers while Texans are really a lot on Schultz and Woods here for production. So I think that's what you're looking at. Stroud being a little less appealing there as a back-end QB2 than Young. All right, let's look at the, the Texans' next pick. They went defense to what they were expected to do. They still ended up with Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. Those are the two players I mocked them at different spots. Anderson at two and then Stroud at 12. So they ended up with those players in this draft. So cornerstone defensive player, Alabama linebacker, who can do a lot as an edge rusher here for Dibnico Ryans, who was an Alabama linebacker himself before starring with the Texans. So all kinds of full circle things coming here with the new defense. So Will Anderson can be disruptive, can put up some big sack numbers, IDP alert there, and it can happen right away in this Houston scheme. All right, the next pick, we went back to a quarterback. It was Anthony Richardson. So the Colts 
Again, came full circle. Smokescreen on Will Levis and C.J. Stroud. They've liked Anthony Richardson for a long time, but we could have seen this coming a long time. I bet that's who I had mocked them to in the end. Because look, Anthony Richardson is a special talent. He's got arm, athletic ability, Jalen Hurts. You got Shane Steichen. It was easy to connect the dots, as well as going back to what you had with Justin Herbert. So you have a little bit of Justin Herbert size there, the athleticism of Herbert and Hurts. So everything lined up for Steichen to go after Richardson. Go for the high ceiling. If they need to, they can start Gardner Minshew as a bridge quarterback here. Richardson is extremely young, has high upside, but big arm to get the ball to Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce downfield. I would expect the Colts to upgrade wide receiver a little bit more, have a pretty good tight end group as well that you look at, and off obviously the great running game with Jonathan Taylor when healthy here that Richardson can feed off with his own running ability. So a lot of upside here. I just uh, will wait a little bit. Maybe you see it in 2024. So if I'm going to draft quarterbacks here late as QB2s, I'm looking at Young and Stroud for sure. But with... Uh, what you get from Richardson, again, raw talent, a little bit younger. They might sit him for a while. I think, again, I would wait till next year again. I, I just see it taking a little bit of time before he puts it all together. But he could be really special in year two. Much like we saw with Jalen Hurts, he could be relying on his running at first. But we also have seen Justin Herbert thrive in a system early. So there's going to be interesting development here to see how quickly Richardson can get up to that level with his immense dual threat talent and fantasy. But again, I would curb my enthusiasm a little bit and say he's going to be more of a potential QB1 breakout that we look at in 2024 with limited uh, streaming value in 2023. All right, let's go to the next pick at number five. The Seahawks kind of surprised everyone and went with a quarterback there after getting Tariq Woolen in last year's draft. Well, they locked up their corners here with another big physical dude in Devin Witherspoon, so we thought they could go after offensive skill, but they did that later, so we'll break that down with pick number 20. But Witherspoon is going to make this potentially Legion of Boom Part 2. Yeah, that's how good this secondary can be with Woolen and him covering on the outside. I think they'll address safety as well to upgrade there. They're pretty good in the nickel with Kobe Bryant, so watch out for the Seahawks being a really impact fantasy football defense that makes a lot of plays between Woolen and Witherspoon with their physicality and ability to go after the ball. All right, the next pick was offensive for the Cardinals and a little bit offensive for me as well. Offensive, I will go that way as well. Uh, going Canadian to just a different meaning of the word. Paris Johnson Jr., eh, this doesn't do anything for me. I get it that uh, DJ Humphreys and Kelvin Benjamin, or Kelvin Beecham are not guys that you're going to trust there on the outside for too long. These are get older Offensive tackles, I get it. Kyler Murray kind of lobbied for some offensive line help, but I don't think this is going to help them too much with their bottom line. This is a team that is rebuilding a lot of places and still could move DeAndre Hopkins here. And uh, yeah, just not too appealing here with Paris Johnson. I think it could be also a while before he starts. So I think we'll see some impact from him, but for fantasy football, I don't think it changes the course of the Cardinals too much in the short term. I think for long term, I think he can be a rock on the left side here. For the Cardinals, and it's a good pick in that regard, but I don't think it's as uh, dramatically offense-changing as uh, the Cardinals would think here. All right, we're going next to the Raiders. They took Tyree Wilson, so that's going to be good for Max Crosby to put up the numbers to get a freak pass rusher on the other side. So Tyree Wilson, Raiders type of player, outstanding athlete, but very versatile, can line up at multiple stop spots, go after the quarterback well, 
complement it and learn from Crosby and Chandler Jones, as well as be a factor against the run. So good pick for them to help rebuild their defense. Again, not going to help us too much in fantasy. Again, he's going to be a situational pass rusher. So IDP is going to be wait and see here for 2024. Let's move on to our next pick because this was uh, exciting, most exciting for fantasy football for immediate returns. It is B. John Robinson taking over as the Falcons feature back. Why is this significant? Well, Tyler Algier had a pretty good season as a sleeper as a rookie last year out of BYU. We had Cordell Patterson, of course, put up big hybrid numbers here the past two years. But, wow, I mean, Bijan in an elite rushing attack, a run-heavy attack with Arthur Smith. This was the third best running game in the NFL last season. They returned their two key offensive linemen, Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry, Jake Matthews, one of the better run-blocking lines in the NFL. Bijan is going to get featured touches here. They really don't have third down back help of note here. Algiers are going to be just a guy swing back at this point. It probably means Cordell Patterson is probably going to see a very limited role if he's back at all here with the Falcons in any type of significant spot. So Bijan is going to take over this backfield. And we know where Arthur Smith came from, Tennessee, where Derrick Henry put up massive numbers there in fantasy football went healthy. So Looking for the same thing out of Bijan. Look at this division. Everyone's in transition here. The Panthers still trying to figure out some things in defense. Uh, the Saints got gutted. The Falcons are in a new look defense that they barred from the Saints with new pieces in there. So looking at all the defenses here, there's going to be some maybe sneaky high-scoring games here from this division. And the Falcons are going to be run heavy with Desmond Ritter. So Ritter's going to help as well because he's a runner. So everything lines up well for Bijan Robinson now. Is it the best team in terms of being quality overall, where they're going to play with leads and he's going to play closer and get a lot of touches in the second half. That is the one concern here. Will they be out of games? But I think Robinson will also be a factor catching passes. So immediate RB1, he could go as high as the top six at running back. That's how good this fit is for his immediate fantasy football value. You know, look, Eagles and Lions would have been fantastic as well because he would have inherited great offensive lines explosive offenses that were going to put up a lot of points where he's going to put up the touchdowns. But here what you're going to get a pivot from Bijan Robinson is catching a few more passes here, being more active there. So in half point, full point, PPR, Robinson has a little bit more appeal as a Falcon than he would have with the Eagles or Lions. So really great for Bijan. And again, we're going to bang the table for him as a high-end RB1 immediately in the foul. That's how talented this back is, and that's how good this fit is. So Really excited about that, and we had to take some time. Bichon, Eagles uh, caught a falling Jalen Carter at number nine. They traded up. Good spot for them. Add Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. Uh, essentially have the Georgia defensive tackles that dominated over the past two years. Uh, they just don't have Trayvon Walker and Devontae White, basically. But from the front, they have the middle guys there in Jordan Davis. A big run stuffer. Jalen Carter has some upside as a quick penetrator. Probably the heir apparent to... Fletcher Cox is that disruptor inside, and uh, Javon Hargrave was also lost. So really good rebuilding of that defensive line here without Hargrave, with an aging Cox uh, coming back for one more year with the combination of Carter and Davis. And the Bears uh, traded down one spot there to number 10 where the Eagles were picking. They got their offensive tackle for Justin Fields. We're excited about it. It was not the guy maybe we thought of Peter Skronsky. With Paris Johnson off the board, they went with Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. So... Really good stuff there from the Bears to get that left tackle upgrade. That's the bottom line. We just wanted them to help Justin Fields 
protect better, push the ball downfield a little bit better with DJ Moore in the mix with Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. And that's what we got here with this pick of Darnell Wright, a fast-moving athlete who uh, climbed up the boards when everyone realized he's a pretty lock-solid left tackle here. All right, we will break down picks 11 through 20 and 21 through 31 with our next two segments here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. A little bit of an extended show for you to break down every pick in the first round. We told you at the top of this show that today's episode is brought to you by an exciting new game that is Ultimate Football GM. You heard me talk about this game app for your mobile device, and if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty or make draft picks here with the pressure of draft night. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through season, lead your team, hopefully to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. Really, it's a lot of fun. You get to play GM. You get to make the draft picks. You get to work in free agency. And really, you got to make that right balance because I can sometimes be thrown off balance with my team if I stick too much to the old guys or go too much for the upside. You want that right blend on your team, just like teams in the NFL want when they're putting together a roster. So good stuff there. And uh, again, you can have a roller coaster here, but that's why it's such a great, challenging game. Once you download it, you don't need Wi-Fi to pay, play Ultimate Football GM. You can play in app mode and uh, just download the app today and you'll see what I'm talking about. With Ultimate Football GM, you can be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators. Always important. Managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms and managing the salary cap. And you also navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player and personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. It's all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Fantasy Football listeners will get 100% free boost to your franchise when using your promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N all caps. So make sure to. Check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-dm.com or look it up on the app store. That's ultimate-dm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Okay, we will continue the show here in Lockdown Fantasy Football, looking at every pick in the first round of the 23 NFL Draft that went down on Thursday night for you. If you missed the hangout last night, you got to get in on it tonight. Join Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, and other Lockdown NFL local experts for live NFL draft coverage presented by Ultimate Football GM. Kyle and Joe will have live coverage of rounds 2 and 3 beginning at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight on YouTube on the Lockdown NFL scouting page. Tomorrow, they'll get you caught up live after each round starting at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe to Lockdown NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes to get notified when they go live. All right. It's uh, time to continue the show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Picks 11 through 20 were breaking down. The Titans went with Peter Skaronsky. He was tied to the Bears as an offensive tackle. He could play guard for the Titans. They did sign Andre Dillard opposite last year's draft pick, Nicholas Petit-Frere. They do have a weakness in left guard with Daniel Brunskill. So Skaronsky could be playing inside, and there's some feeling that he could actually dominate there a little bit more than on the outside because of his frame being a little bit smaller. He could be just an explosive athlete on the inside and help that Titans with his uh, blocking downfield. So I think Skaronsky, a good chance he starts a left guard, and maybe kicks out to left tackle. Andre Dillard is a little bit of a liability. He's had some chances with the Eagles, a little bit of a flyer now. So we'll see where Skaronsky ends up ultimately. But it was a good pick for the Titans as they moved on from Taylor Lewan this offseason. Now let's go to Jameer Gibbs to the Lions. I like Jameer Gibbs to the Lions in round two. They said, you know what? 
Bijan Robinson's off the board. Let's go get Jameer Gibbs. We know we like him. We want a running back. Retired of DeAndre Swift, breaking down. He's a free agent next year. David Montgomery's good, but he's just a guy. We lost Jamal Williams. So big opportunities with Williams creating that touchdown void. DeAndre Swift in the passing game. Jameer Gibbs, compact power get back. Think about uh, Frank Gore. But he's also a very dynamic receiver. That's what I think got him drafted this high in the first round. Very good pass catcher. So David Montgomery, just a guy. He's a plotter. He hasn't ever been all that explosive. Gibbs has that explosive home run ability. Diminutive dasher, but uh, very uh, powerful also for his frame here around 5'9". So, again, Robinson and Gibbs, there wasn't too much separation between these two backs. And there is, however, between Gibbs and the next back, and that could be anyone at this stage. Here, uh, Devin Chain of Texas A&M has been on the board. Jack Charbonnet of UCLA. So, these are all just more situational type backs. After Gibbs, you had two workhorses that were special, that are rare in this class with Robinson and Gibbs. The lines jump on Gibbs, and this is fantastic. He's going to be a feature back. It's a great offensive line, great explosive offense overall. He's going to get involved receiving. He's going to get involved running. So you're going to take Bijan Robinson early among the RB1s. Not far behind is going to be Jamar Gibbs. So two rookies very firmly in the top 12 at running back. Yeah, that's how it goes. When you get the key touches and you have the talent and you're in a great offensive situation for your style of play, it's going to all add up. Talent's the number one thing. Rookie running backs are back here. So we're going to invest highly in both these backs. So surprise, surprise, Robinson Gibbs will be 1-2 in my rookie fantasy football rankings for 2023. And that's not going to change barring injury here in 2023. So excited about both these guys. Get them on the field. Get them scoring some fantasy football points. All right. Next pick was Packers. This was not that great. Lucas Van Ness, relentless edge rusher. Fine. It's going to take a while before he can get on the field and be very effective. A little bit raw. Again, they didn't help Jordan Love. So we're moving on here, and hopefully they can do it in other rounds of this draft. To Hey, get a tight end. Get a wide receiver, Packers. They'll be great for sure. Well, the Steelers did not do that. They were not sitting sitting idly by, waiting to see if they were going to land an offensive tackle. They got their guy in Broderick Jones. They badly needed a left tackle to pass protect and improve things for Kenny Pickett here. Dan Moore Jr., not very good. Now they get a stud left tackle in Broderick Jones. Plug and play him. He can also be great for the running game and help one uh, Najee Harris. They got Isaac Samalo, a very good run blocker from the Eagles in free agency. They got Mason Cole last year to upgrade at center. We'll see what they do if they uh, upgrade right guard here. Something to look at or look at even right tackle there with Chikuma Okrafor. So a lot of things to look at there with the Steelers, but man, getting Broderick Jones up front, protect Kenny Pickett, let him get the ball downfield to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. So I love this pick by the Steelers. Uh, very good. They know what they needed, went after it, even made that trade uh, to move up with the Patriots to make sure they got it 14 overall. The Jets needed some help from Aaron Rodgers. They did not give Aaron Rodgers some help. It was like he was back with the Packers again. Will McDonald, an edge rusher, after taking Jermaine Johnson, and now he's your number three pass rusher, and now you have another guy that's number four, and Will McDonald, I like Will McDonald, but more in the second round, in the 50s or in the 60s there, did not like him this early in the draft when there was some great value, especially at wide receiver, to help Aaron Rodgers, so it's almost like he went back to Green Bay with this pick by Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas, again, maybe it's just the fickle nature of the draft. They nailed it last year with Sauce Gardner. 
and uh, Garrett Wilson, and then coming back again to Johnson late in that round. You knew it was too good to be true to have that great of a draft, but this one, a uh, head-scratcher. I did not like this pick at all. Will McDonald for the Jets. I didn't love this next pick either. I know it filled a need for the Commanders, Emmanuel Forbes, but a smaller body corner when there's some big corners who can make some difference in this coverage, and especially with Keely Ringo and Cam Smith and Christian Gonzalez, the best corner on my board still available, and Deontay Banks. There's so many guys, Joey Porter Jr., that I think the Commanders could have drafted here ahead of Emmanuel Forbes. A bit of a reach with Forbes, it's okay, but not going to do much for me. I think he's a work in progress. I, he's versatile and got his instincts and cover, but I don't know if he can play outside. I don't know if he's big enough. He's slight. He was listed at 166 pounds, so we'll see what the commanders get. It's a little bit of a head-scratcher given the style of corners that were available, including one Christian Gonzalez, who the Patriots stole here. Wow, what a pick by the Patriots. Definitely at number 17 after trading down. They got a great corner. They got the number one corner on my board there after making the trade down with the Steelers. So the Patriots keep getting it done. They got Jonathan Jones. They're bringing back Jalen Mills. They have a, a very good corner system here. Speed, athleticism, size. Remember what kind of playmakers they've had. J.C. Jackson and uh, before that, Stephon Gilmore. This is a team built for that type of player. Going back in the day to how they uh, rented Daryl Darrell Rivas for a while, so the pick of Gonzalez. The Patriots fans should be excited about that, and a big cog on the back end here for Bill Belichick's defense, who's going to make a lot of plays in the ball. So a defensive back we're definitely looking at to have some impact with the interceptions for New England. Next up was the Lions, and uh, they got Jack Campbell, not to be confused with Dan Campbell, no relation to the head coach, and also plays on the other side of the ball. He's there... Middle linebacker now, they have Alex Anzalone, not very good. He was a former Saint. He was an okay plug-and-play player, but Jack Campbell is a big upgrade linebacker. It wasn't maybe the most glaring defensive need when you look at cornerback there and uh, edge rusher and uh, defensive tackle, all to help Aiden Hutchinson, either on the front or back end. But, man, it was hard to pass up on Jack Campbell because he's their type of player, can clean up against the run, can... Uh, Go do a lot of things in coverage as well. And I think that's what helped him versus a Trenton Simpson, who's a little bit of tough freight train type guy that may be not as good in pass coverage as well as uh, Drew Sanders, more of an upfield player. Well, I think you have Jack Campbell, more of a sideline, the sideline lateral player that the Lions needed. So IDP alert, Jack Campbell is going to stuff the stat sheet there as a linebacker for the Lions. The Bucks went after a replacement for Indomitian Sioux and a Compliment to Vita Vea in a very Aaron Donald body out of Pittsburgh, collegiate Cansey. So good pickup by them for sure. I like that uh, for their defensive line uh, up front, their three man front. I think he could be a very disruptive uh, compact pass rusher for them, playing three for end for Todd Bowles. It wasn't a quarterback, wasn't a wide receiver, wasn't even a tight end there for the Buccaneers, but I think this was the right pick for them, not forcing it on a quarterback, especially. The way that Will Levis's stock and Hendon Hooker's stock not quite living up to first-round expectations here in 2023. Finally, we did have our first wide receiver off the board at number 20. The Seahawks get Jackson Smith Najigba. I love this because Tyler Lockett's going to turn 31 in September. He's already a very good outside receiver. He's made that transition older in his career. Where he was a little bit more active. Keep that in mind when he was younger slots. So Jackson Smith the Jigba slots right in, no pun intended, 
in the middle between DK Metcalf and Lockett, who primarily ran to, to the outside last year. D. Eskridge just not getting it done as the number three. They needed to upgrade their legitimate three wide receiver, 11 personnel sets now for Shane Waldron and Geno Smith at quarterback. So Geno's got to love this because Smith and Jigba, very good in the red zone. You already have Metcalf and Lockett who do that. So Geno Smith's value as a QB1 stays pretty high. Smith and Jigba... In terms of his numbers, I think you have to say some wide receiver three with upside. I think it's going to take an injury to Metcalf or Lockett to really get value out of him just because there's only one ball and there's three receivers here. They also have decent tight ends and Noah Fant and Colby Parkinson. So it's going to be tough. There's also a run-heavy team with a pretty good defense. So Jackson Smith and Jigba will have to pump the brakes. I think he's still worthy to look at as a wide receiver four or five if there's an opportunity there to take over. He can really have an impact here for the Seahawks. But again, he's going to be operating behind two very reliable fantasy football producers there. So again, it's like going to the Buccaneers there behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, very similar situation where, again, you got to wait and see a little bit to 2024 to see JSN's true value. All right, there you have an analysis of picks 11 through 20 of the real 2023 NFL draft. We will get to picks 21 to 31 to close the show and the week of shows here locked on fantasy football in our final segment. We'll go a little bit more rapid fire with those picks. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try built. If you're like me and want to get healthier with the snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just a thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you. you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors. Churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream, just to name a few. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars always taste like a candy bar one, maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein packed into each bar or puff. And now, you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Well, you can still get your specialty flavors so that come out at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. There you can grab yourself a box of Built Bars, four bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate. Those are bars or a coconut puff is available there for you. If you're close to Sam's Club, make sure you run in and grab a 13-bar box so you have a little bit more hit flavors, including brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. So check it out. Built Bars now available at Built.com as well as your local Walmart and Sam's Club. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. We'll go through picks 21 from 31. We had a run of wide receivers. Jackson Simmons the Jigba at 20. We just broke him down, started with the Seahawks. Now you have the Chargers go with Quentin Johnson. I don't love this because he's not got the route versatility that I was looking for to help Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But we also know from fantasy, this is a little bit better, I think, than a reality pick to me. Because Keenan Allen is getting older. He just actually turned 31 during the draft on draft night. His birthday was April 27th. Mike Williams, we know, is a durability risk. And that's my concern here. Quentin Johnson might be a one-trick type of receiver vertical he needs to get more polished with his route running he's very speedy and can stretch a field but i think people realize he needs to get better those other aspects and that's why he dropped down to the 21st pick here so i think the Chargers would have been better off with zay flowers or jordan addison versatile guy that can play inside if allen gets hurt again or breaks down and can line up a little bit all over the field here if they need to work with allen outside but they go to quentin johnson we'll see if he works out better than joshua palmer on the outside here but I think, again, it's going to take an injury here behind 
Allen Williams for him to really boost. So you're going to draft him like Jackson and Najigba a spot away, maybe wide receiver four or five to look at him. We'll examine that as we get closer to the season. But yeah, that's how I look at it right now as a third receiver for the Chargers. Again, Palmer's still in the mix, and you've got to consider that as well as Austin Eckler's high volume as a pass catcher from the backfield. Speaking of Zay Flowers, he went to the Ravens next. Ravens, uh, this is a tough situation. They got Odell Beckham Jr. and Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar just a flyer a little bit. Beckham got a little bit more significant deal. They also have Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews. We know Lamar Jackson got a massive deal to return long-term for, for the Ravens as a starting quarterback. I think Flowers could emerge as a key target for them, but it's still run-heavy offense. I think they'll transition a little bit with Todd Munkin and try to get some big plays. But again, you have to fight with Bateman, Andrews, and Beckham for some targets here. So we got to be conservative with Zay Jones. It's a great fit, good draft pick. I love the player, but in terms of fantasy football, I think you can't look at him more than a wide receiver five at this point. Well, if you want to look for a wide receiver two potentially in fantasy football, it is Jordan Addison. The Vikings get in on the wide receiver run. The last one picked might actually have the most fantasy football value here because why? Adam Thielen is gone. They released him. He signed with the Panthers. K.J. Osborne has had his moments, but not anything steady here in fantasy. T.J. Hawkinson right now you think is their second target behind Justin Jefferson. But you think Jordan Addison, technician as a route runner, quickness, everything can work the inside. Good red zone presence as well. I think he's going to be a definite factor. Jefferson's going to demand attention. Hawkinson is a matchup nightmare. You're going to get very favorable coverage that Jordan Addison is going to eat up here because he's that smart and savvy of a receiver. So, Addison, again, you want that rookie to be in the top three of the targets here. Kirk Cousins, big arm. We'll see if they make a quarterback change and go in that direction or transition at least to that position when they can get out of Cousins' contract. But Jordan Addison loved that pick for the Vikings again. Essentially can pick up the vacated targets of Adam Thielen and really be productive there playing off Jefferson and Hawkinson. The Giants took Deontay Banks, traded up a good cornerback pick. I thought that that's who the commander should have taken after Gonzalez, if he, he had been gone there, the Patriots end up with Gonzalez, the Giants end up with Banks filling a need at corner, but not really helping themselves at wide receiver, which is still a weak spot for them. Head scratcher by the Bills right after this uh, with Dalton Kincaid. This is why it's weird. The Bills are very limited in throwing to the tight end. They're very specific in what games they throw to Dawson Knox. They also have Dawson Knox under contract for a while here. So two guys named DK that you're not going to look at much in DraftKings here as uh, tight ends, uh, Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. So they're splitting that work there. I thought they would go after a wide receiver. Maybe this is their way of doing that. Maybe they'll transition to more 12 personnel. I don't see it, however, because Josh Allen very comfortable with 11 personnel throwing downfield. Kincaid can stretch the field. I get it down the seam. He's a different type of receiver that they can work on the inside. But they also have Khalil Shakir as presence potentially as a slot more this season. You also have, of course, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis being the big playmaker. So Dalton Kincaid... His fantasy value just gets absolutely squashed with this situation with the presence of Knox and those other established receivers here for Josh Allen. Cowboys went with Maisie Smith. He's going to help them with their run blocking, or run stopping, I should say, blocking out to the run blockers here with his size, a classic 4-3 nose that's going to really help the Cowboys. So Cowboys just upgraded their run defense nicely. I think Smith will start for them. Jaguars has learned about Cam Robinson's looming suspension. He's coming off a major knee injury as well. They also lost Juwan Taylor in free agency. So Walker Little is the only reliable offensive tackle they had in front of uh, Trevor Lawrence. So they had to go get a guy that they can put at the right side of Anton Harrison. Walker Little is athletic enough to play on the left side should Robinson miss time. 
So that's why you're going to look at it. Possibly Little and Harrison starting at tackle after it was Robinson and Jawan Taylor, now with the Chiefs last season for Jacksonville. The Bengals did not go for the other tight end, Michael Mayer. They didn't follow suit with Tyler Eifert and that pick and go for a tight end. They went instead with the falling edge rusher. I thought he could have gone to the top 10. Miles Murphy loved that pick. Building off a Trey Hendrickson, going to build on that defense a little bit more. Lou Anarumo is going to get the most out of Murphy. Love that. The Saints got gutted at defensive tackle with David Onimata and Shai Tuttle being gone to free agency. So going after Brian Brissi made a lot of sense to try to establish that. I think Brissi could be a big sack artist in time, but a very good run stuffer, technically sound for Dennis Allen's defense. The Eagles went for a high upside pass rusher. It's going to be limited at first here behind what you have in Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick and what you have in uh, Josh Sweat as well. So loaded pass rush. They did lose Javon Hargraves inside production. Nolan Smith is going to be a situational explosive pass rusher in time and can emerge as a key starter for them over Brandon Graham, who's uh, getting older there in 2024. And the Chiefs also went pass rush here with the last pick in the draft uh, in the first round. Went with a Kansas City local here who played at Kansas State, Felix Indedik Uzuma. I love him. Freakish pass rusher. They've moved on from Frank Clark. So the Chiefs' other piece of business that they need to take care of here is getting an offensive tackle after losing Andrew Wiley, but they address one of their needs after moving on from Frank Clark at number 31 overall with the last pick in the first round. There you have it. There's an expanded show for you on Locked on Fantasy Football, breaking down every first-round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft as they went down on Thursday night. Thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first lesson every day. Every day or tomorrow, that's the next show. We'll say the future on Monday. That's Monday will be our tomorrow. We'll break down rounds two and three, the significant offensive skill picks there from those rounds because we're going to have a lot more picks from 32 to 102. So we'll focus on the offensive skill players. We'll break that down for you. Rounds two and three, relevant fantasy football picks there for you on Monday's show. So really appreciate it there. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the day two and day three of the draft, and we'll catch you on the flip side, breaking those down for you next week.